You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper. For all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs, Grasshopper is the way. Get your Emo Brown social club card. Make it happen. Make it clack. Get your discount. Another South Bay big hitter coming in here today with me today. Works in North County now. But he's bringing it all full circle back down to the South Bay with his new foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Martin Casa. It's nice to see. You. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You gotta wet the you gotta wet the whistle. Agua mineral. es salud al cuerpo. I'm totally into wellness right now, so you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing this in, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's gonna, it's gonna um, ease ease the tension of uh, old school rivals, <laughs> East Lake High School, and the illustrious Benita Vista High. Yes. Como estás, brother? Good, man. Happy to be here. Emo Brown Social Club member, may I add? I, I feel like you get extra points for that, especially when you rock the shirt to the freaking studio, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We run in similar circles. Everybody was always telling me, hey, man, Casas, Casas. And I, who, Eric? I'm like, no, man, Martin, Dr. Martin Casas. You got to bring him in. And because uh, I wrote with Eric Casas, you know, he does all the, all the shit that we need here for the brewery, the bar and everything I'm a part of. But there's another Casas in the house today, man. I want to meet that guy. Dude, that guy gets down, dog. He discovered the killers. I (laughs) I heard that in the last podcast. But I follow him on social. I was like, what's up? Is this guy my primo or what? You never know. There's not a lot of Casas. I'm just saying. Hey, man. This motherfucker has his finger in everything. That's cool. Uh, If you look at the people he works with, like... It's like, oh shit, this motherfucker gets down. But yeah, so if you're related to him, you better just latch on real quick. It might be like fourth, third, or fourth cousin. Shit, but by the time he li- by the time he listens to this podcast, he's gonna tell me, wait, 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 let me link up to <laughs> Dr. Martin Casas, bro. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're all about, where you started, where you are, what we're gonna be doing. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. Martin Casas, originally from Tijuana, Baja California. Colonia Libertad, what? <laughs> Las Palmas. Arre. Este um Mom had me when I was, when she was 18, 19, and it was just her and I growing up until about, I think I was like eight years old. She used to uh, work front desk in the maquiladoras, and then she met what I call him, which is my dad, because he's the only male uh, figure that I've ever had in my life, um, and I love him. So uh, she met my dad, yeah, when I was around eight or nine, um, they got married, and we moved over to, actually, first it was National City. With my grandma and um yeah on the lincoln acres or where would you go to school uh, no because right it was only like for like two months while he like we figured out where we we're gonna live so i think that must have been like summertime because mm. right away we bought a house oleander ocala court and uh, you were saying family still holds it down there yeah man it's the way. Yeah, yeah. that's what they man south chula vista is like that especially the west side of chula vista when yeah. you put the flag in the ground you're yeah. not pretty much you're not gonna leave yeah man so um you know, we moved there and then uh, went to Parkview Elementary and then Hilltop Middle and then East Lake High. Um, residential school would have been Hilltop Middle or Castle. But mom was like, hey, I heard East Lake's a nice school. Da, da, da. 
Um, and I was just like, well, I'd rather go to Hilltop or Castle. That's where my buddies are going. But she's like, nah, you're going to go to Eastlake. All right, cool. Um, back then, Eastlake was very different. It was open enrollment throughout the district. So it was a nice blend of what I think Chula Vista is. How did right they get now. people to go in? How did they get people to go over there? And they were work? busing folks in. Okay. So we had a bus right there off of Oleander and Orange that I used, we used to walk to. Me and like 10 friends that actually went to Eastlake from that area. Uh, shout out Alfonso if he's listening. No. Um, yeah, we used to ride the bus together. <laughs> So yeah, wifey lives off of lived off of Oleander before I kidnapped her and made her my wife. Yeah. Um <laughs> she lived off of Oleander right por la Nacion. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so she, yeah. she her and her sister and her brother all were driven over there as well yeah. to, to East Lake, man. Yeah. So But I think they ended up coming back to Hilltop. <laughs> so then um parents actually sold the Oleander house mid sophomore year and we moved to those uh houses behind Southwestern College. So, you know, off Apache, Apache. those candles. Mm -hmm. So it's not that, but behind the, the used to old, the old. Uh, AT&T. The old AT&T. What's Pac up, Bell building. It used to be yeah. Pac Bell building. You're trying to see where, yeah, you're trying, to see, trying to see how high my old socks Chula. are. Huh? You're trying to see how high my old socks Chula. are. I know Chula Vista, <laughs> man. And that little park back there. Yeah. I did a lot of first things in my life in that little park back there, bro. <laughs> so my parents' pad is the only pad right behind that Pac Bell building. Mm. Right there. That's where we live. Right off a of telegraph. Yeah. So that sophomore year, it was like. Oh, your school now is Benito. I was like, no, 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 I can't go Benito. Oh, yeah, I'm not I worthy enough. Already. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I say, hey, you know what? I was already. We'll give him an opportunity. Uh, it was already tight and blue already, right? Yeah, so, gotcha. um, yeah, graduated from there, went to state, uh, was majoring in econ, finance. It's like a double minor in philosophy and math. Um, and the whole time was like to be an entrepreneur or to get into business, algo así. What, 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 what? Why that? What, what made you want to become an entrepreneur? Anybody in the family? Anybody self-employed people? No rhyme or reason, really. It was just something that I was Hell into. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I was studying. And, um, you know, in high school, I played soccer, played club, played high school, whatever. Uh, it was pretty good, but not like elite D1 blue chip talent. How hard is it to be elite blue chip talent in the South Bay, man? In Chula Vista, Stacked. you you really have to stand out to yeah, be a person you like, be a baller yeah. Team. And then, then everyone's yeah. a baller down here, bro. It's Especially true. at Benita. So, <laughs> <laughs> some, no, but it's true. Some at East Lake, some at Benita. And, I mean, but to stand out down here in the South Bay where kids coming from Tijuas to play from all over just to play at a hilltop at a castle park, at a Southwest, at an East Lake, at a Bonita. It's like, all right, those games were always top notch. Nationwide, the hotbed of talent soccer wise still is, is. is in San Diego yeah. and LA. Maybe a little bit of Orange County. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's true. And so, you know, there was, I was getting some looks from like D3 schools, like Whittier College, the Whittier Poets. Um, but you know, the ego got in the way. I was like, you know what, if I'm not good enough to play D1, I'm just, I guess I'm done and I'll play rec. Chivas, so welcome to Emo Brown. Yeah, know we know, so sad. Oh, so sad. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, that was a mistake. And I realized that sophomore year in, in college, I was like, man, I miss the game. Like playing Rex, just not the same, you know. Why not walk on that stage, fool? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, nah, I wasn't good enough. Like, I thought I wasn't. There's, there's, state was stacked. Yeah, state was stacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and so at the time I was an avid tutor throughout college and I was uh, tutoring at Eastlake High School and the computer lab tech, Rob Bloss, rest in peace, man, I love Bloss, uh, passed away February, 2020. Um, he was coaching at Matter Day at the time, but 
being a lab technician at Eastlake and he was like, Hey man, you know, you're a good player. You know, really always loved your personality. Da, da, da. I think you'd be a great coach. Why don't you come be my assistant? And I was like, Oh man, that's, that'd be amazing. So I coached with Bloss at Matter Day for I think two seasons. Uh, and then I started coaching at Eastlake. Did that satisfy the appetite of coming back and play? You oh, did? Loved, Hell yeah. Oh, I loved it. And then right away I started coaching club at Rebels again. I mean, Finally, something I can appreciate yeah, coming out of your mouth. There you uh. go. <laughs> Had some great teams with Rebels. Of course you did. Um, so yeah, man, I graduated college. And then like halfway through when I started coaching, I was like, ah, maybe I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe, you know, I really like working with young people. Man, it's fun. It's inspiring. Uh, just getting to see their growth day to day and connecting with them. It's just like, there's nothing like it. Nice. So I just, I got the bug right away. Graduated, started subbing, um, started getting my credential, got my credential. And then my old avid teacher supervisor became an AP, Maristel Lizarga at San Isidro. She's like, hey, we got this maternity leave. It's math one, Casey math, actually. Back in the day, you had to pay uh, pass the Casey to graduate. And if you didn't, then you took my class because you had to take it sophomore year. So you had your junior and senior year to pass KC math. So you got that golden opportunity to yeah, jump in and become yeah. a, how difficult is it without that golden opportunity to just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm, I know I got a degree in this. I want to yeah. be an educator. At that time, like 06, 08, it was really tough. Okay. It was really tough. If you weren't teaching science, math, or special education, like it was impossible to get in. I uh, had a little, you know, minor in math. So I was able to get a foundations of math credential at the time and an emergency credential as well. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to teach social science because I got my degree in econ. But anyway, that was the first sort of gateway into into education with San Isidro High uh, after two years of subbing. And that was just such an amazing experience. You know, reflecting on the experience now, I was just like, man, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but that's got to be scary, man. It, it was it was scary, but just connecting with kids is the best. And right? you already had that premise with with soccer, yeah. a little bit of football coaching. So you already knew how to connect, how to bridge the cap from a a, a young adult to these kids. Absolutely, because that's got to be intimidating. You walk in yeah, one day, yeah. you got a class of 30, yeah. 30 sets of eyeballs looking at you, like, "All right, teach me." Yeah, and that was never a problem connecting with kids or like the curriculum or anything like that. Because um, you know, I think you, you learn that pretty quickly. Coaching, it's like you know, the, nobody wants to hear it, but it's the truth, right? Here's the truth, right? Like most kids that play at a club level or high school, they're probably not going to be pro, um, you know, and all they Broken wanna, hearts I, all across South Bay. I know, I know. And, and the hope is that when you're coaching them is that you're helping them become a better person to compete at a high level in whatever it is in life, right? And uh, they're not going to remember if you taught them how to do a, a step over or a cross or a bicycle kick or a tactic or four, three, three, four, five, well, whatever, they're not going to remember all that stuff. Coach Dave, Benita Rebels. I still remember. Hey, did the coach care about me? That's what matters. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing with teaching. So that's the same approach I was, all, I, I'd always take, but, um, you know, Cidro was an amazing time, but some of the practices that I had as any new teacher, you're like, man, I wish I would have known this. I would have have known that. I would have done some things differently, but it was such a great learning experience being at Cidro. Uh, maternity leave ended. And then I got another like sort of gig at Sweetwater High, maternity leave and some intervention work there too. Uh, and then finally the first full-time gig was at East Lake High School back at the alma mater. Full circle. Full circle. Full-time gig, teaching social science, taught 
econ, AP econ, U.S. history, bilingual U.S. history. Um, you know, halfway through, uh, I was a teacher on special assignment for intervention work. And then that whole time I was coaching soccer. Intervention work. What exactly is that? Um, so you're assigned either one or two or maybe three periods released to work with quote unquote students that are getting D's and F's. I don't say struggling students. I like to just like flip it and use asset based language, like students that we're struggling to connect with. Mm. Um, sometimes you hear- Taking ownership. Yeah. Sometimes in the industry, you hear things like reluctant learners mm. or, you know, um, uh, at risk youth, you know, that kind of thing. So that's all code. Yeah, it's all code because it's about a mentality, right? Like we always try to shift the blame to students and families instead of reflecting on ourselves. Like Take what, ownership, what man. Can we, what can we do to change? So I like to say students that we're struggling to connect with. I like that. That we haven't connected with yet, you know? And that's the key word yet. We're trying to figure, figure it out. Um, so yeah, it's working with students that are, you know, getting D's and F's and that we're struggling to connect with and just working with them. So I, I got the opportunity to do that half the day release. And uh, that was really, really uh, powerful work. And so that whole time I was coaching either girls soccer or boys. I was the varsity head coach for boys and girls. At and that time. was the conduit that got you into teaching completely. Huh? Just going into coaching. Completely. That's awesome, man. That was literally the dream to coach and to teach. Like I, I was just like, man, this is it. For seven years, I was like the happiest I've ever been. Um, and it was just, it was so fulfilling for my soul, like just everything with my, with my partner. Uh, I met my wife at Cedro High. Uh, she was working in the front desk. Shout out to the wifey. Um, Perla. Eso. Yeah, yeah. Te quiero mucho. Era boy. Yeah, so that, that was just like, it was an amazing time. Amazing time. I still talk to all my old players, a lot of my old students. Like it was just the best time teaching and coaching. Yeah, bueno. um, and you know, those last two years I was doing the intervention work. And then from there people like started, you know, nudging me to like, Hey man, you know, you're really connecting with a lot of different students. And as an AP, it's a stereotype. You know, you work with a lot of quote unquote students that were strongly connect with or at risk students as some people call it. It's a stereotype because that's not all you do as an AP, right? Um, discipline, quote unquote. The uh, bad guy. Yeah. And addressing behaviors. It's part of the work, but it's not the entirety of the work. So APs are the enforcers. That's the stereotype. <laughs> yes. Uh, but they do a lot more, right? And it, it, it's about connecting with kids and making sure they have all the resources they can have to be successful, whatever it might be, right? Um, so yeah, that led me to be an assistant principal at Rancho Bernardo High. We no manches. Yeah. That's so far. You know, it's far, but you know, I was reflecting on it and like being a student in Sweetwater, um, teaching at my alma mater, it was like, it was, I needed to see what else I could learn from other organizations. Um, and I had the opportunity to work with an amazing, amazing principal, Dave Lamaster. I love that mentality. You know, like you, you knew what you had here. You've had it all along. Let me see if I can take my talents and I can apply them somewhere else. Or just learn from someone, yeah. you know? Um, and I got to learn under Dave Lamaster, who was uh, my principal for four years. And, you know, I, I'm still in awe of how he treats people um, and how he communicates with people. 
Like he has that, and you hear it a lot from folks, right? People that are in certain leadership positions. It's like, you always feel like you're the only person in the room and like you have their undivided attention and love always. Mm -hmm. And I think it didn't matter if he was dealing with like the most upset parent or teacher or coach or whatever. It's just like, you always got 100% of him at all times, no matter what. And, um, you know, kindness matters in the way you communicate and you treat people. And it's sort of a through line of like a lot of different uh, role models that I've had and mentors that I've had. Um, one, one thing that I'll just, I'll just say real quick. And it's a nice shout out to my boy, Mike Strong. He's out in South by Southwest right now, education conference. And, um, he uses a little model that he borrowed from a very complicated film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> and, you know, his motto in his, um, you'll see it outside of his office. And I borrow it all the time with his permission. It's just, don't just be kind, be excellent to each other. Yeah. You know, just be excellent to each other. And I just always remember that. And that's something that I saw in Dave from RB. Um, anyway, four amazing years at RB, a lot of learning. And then... Um, opportunity opened up at San Pasquale high school, which is like five miles North from, from RB. And, uh, I had visited there as a visiting assistant principal several times. You go to football games, rival schools, there's always APs that need to go right to do like supervision. And I always like the vibe there. You can tell a lot about a school culture or the culture of an organization, how people within the organization treat each other and oh, how, for they, sure. how they treat visitors oh, too, yeah. right? So I was like, man, this is a nice- As soon as you enter somewhere, you know, you can just sense always, it. Always, always. From what's on the walls, mm -hmm. and what's not on the walls, yep. how they look at you, how they speak with you, how they interact with you, like everything. And I was just like, man, this is an amazing school. So their principal left halfway through the year, moved up to Oxnard to become an assistant soup. And uh, a couple people like from that organization texted me like, hey, this could be a nice opportunity for you. You should apply. I didn't apply anywhere else. Um, that was the only school I applied to. And um, it was a great process. And then I got the opportunity to be principal there for five years. Nice, man. Five years. And uh, being principal, what does that entail? Man, it's, it's one of the most complex jobs in education. I would argue anywhere. Um, and you have so many people to answer to. Right. And it's difficult to always keep focus of what matters. And it's the kids always. And everyone will tell you like, well, we're making this decision because it's what's best for kids. The problem is everybody has a different interpretation, interpretation and of what definition is, yeah. of what that is. Um, and so, you know, you have to come to grips with someone that's always trying to be kind and attentive to people that you're not going to make everyone happy. And you don't expect people to agree with everything that you do, but you certainly expect them to understand. And so I don't, so the phrase that was always common is like meeting with all kinds of stakeholders. It could be community folks that have no kids at the school. It could be alumni. It could be business people from the community. It could be parents, it could be coaches, it could be whatever. All these different entities are stakeholders that you have to address it was always like a common phrase when you were telling them a decision didn't go their way. It's like, here's the decision that we made. Here's why we did it. And I understand maybe this is not the decision that you wanted, but I hope that given this explanation, you at least understand why we did what we did. And that's the best I can do. So you were a CEO. 
It's like it's like a little city. Yeah, you're operating it as a city. It's you're like, operating as in, with investors and like yeah. you said, stakeholders and people who have a venture, uh, invested interest in what goes on on the daily operation. You have monthly. That's a lot of work, my man. You have monthly meetings with parent groups. You have monthly meetings with coaches. You have monthly meetings with teacher leaders, department chairs, uh, with your classified folks. who are also equally as important in their voice and input that they give to the school. So that's all your security guards. Uh, your maintenance staff, you know, your front office staff. Um, and so it's a lot of people to answer to and making sure that they have input. So it's, it's, it's a complex gig, but highly rewarding too. Did you have that position during COVID? Yeah. How was that? Yeah. Middle, middle of COVID. Um, the last two years, it was, it was so difficult. Um, it was difficult because of like sort of the moving goalpost. It's like, one week you can wear mask. One week you can't wear mask. One week it's mask plus testing. One week it's mask plus testing plus vaccinations when vaccinations came into the mix. Um, and then it was like the six feet apart thing. Um, and so it was just difficult because the more you tried to be up to date and communicate with folks, it was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Just two days ago, you said this was the policy. Mm -hmm. And now two days later, you're saying it's a different policy. Well, CDPH just updated, right? Or County Health Department just updated or CDC just updated. And so our guideline was always to follow CDPH. Um, so it was just complex. And, um, you know, you could understand why people were frustrated. For sure. You could totally understand. Yes. So it was, it was really hard. It was especially hard for all the kids that just didn't get that experience on campus. Like it's just- no grad night, no prom, no homecoming, no, you know, pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, it was hard. And like when initially, I remember when it initially happened, we thought maybe three weeks we'll be back. Mm, and so I remember those days. It was just like coming back on Zoom and meeting with like our student ASB leaders and say like, hey, we'll come back in three weeks and let you know. Like, And then it was like, well, three more weeks. And then it was like, are we going to have a graduation? And it was just like, oh my gosh, it just, you know, your heart felt for all the seniors and for every kid that was just, wasn't getting the experience and, you know, zoom and teams and, or whatever that district uses just, it wasn't the same. Yeah. And it was a heroic effort by our educators to try to make it happen. And for some kids that were tough gig, man, tough gig for the educators. Definitely. 100%. Even now. I mean, I have so three, hard. I have three little kids and all of them are in the elementary district, you know, so they're all go to Chula Vista elementaries fourth grader, yeah. second grader, preschooler, you know, and, and yeah. they constantly, teachers have to deal with the constant changing of policy and how to enforce. And are we still going to enforce? Oh no, this kid was uh, exposed. Oh no, now we have to take them all out of the class. The whole class is going to get shut down. It's, ri it's ridiculous. It's difficult. I mean, as a parent, you know, Fortunately, when people deal with us, we're very understanding parents, you know, right, it's like, right. yeah. and, and, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Cause it's like, I understand the roles, being in customer service, owning a business, just being out there. You get to see the good and the bad of people that yeah. come in, man. And okay. I'll tell you, it ain't all pretty. Nope. It ain't all pretty. And this is, nope. and this is just providing customer service. Now imagine yeah. teaching and, and, yeah. and just having to deal with the students and then their parents. And I've seen it firsthand. I'm like, oh man, why? Why are you acting like this? They're in yeah, the same yeah. position we are. Yep. They know as much as we know, and you already yeah. know that. Yeah. So why are we, you know, I tip my cat to all my friends that are educators, man, you included, because you're, you're up top. 
You know, you 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 probably get everything gets pushed all the way to Dr. Casas. <laughs> Just keep on pushing it up and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was hard, but in our district, we had a great support system, even with like, at the time when I was a principal, you know, just as colleagues, we'd always like just bounce things off each other. And it's just like, if we didn't know the answer, we'd, we'd be honest with folks. We'd be like, hey, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but let me get back let me to get you. get back to you. We'd call each other. We'd call front office, you know, we'd call legal counsel always to check. And so- Damn, you must have had those guys on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, during that time, for sure. Always, always. But you know- so, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it was hard to be principal during COVID. I would argue that this year is probably a harder year. Um, COVID's not over, right? It's an, now it's transitioning. What? To it's an, not over? She's transitioning trans- to an endemic. endemic? <laughs> it's transitioning. Yep. But certainly like the beginning of the school year was so difficult for our folks. Yeah. Um, you know, now that I'm at the district office after five years of that, I was supporting our principals and it just like, I just kept putting myself in their shoes I'm like, oh my gosh, this year's so much tougher than last year because now it was like the mandatory quarantine. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we had situations where some students had to quarantine like three different times in a year. Mm. Right. And, and that's it, 10 days at a time. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. They missed a month all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's of a lot days. of time. Yeah. It's a lot of days. And so you're looking at it like, how was this student supposed to make up all that work? How did they catch up? I mean, yeah. we had like, I independent study contracts or keep up online, but it's just not the same. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier when when I was telling you I had a a kindergartner that all of a sudden woke up one day and now he's in second grade. And you got to bridge that gap from kindergarten, not to mention the social skills, you know, because my little guys were out of of the game. They were fortunate enough that they have each other. I have three little boys. They all got a chance to, you know, know, harass, play, and just be boys with with each other. Right. What about those kids that don't have any siblings? You know, that the, the social skills are going to have yeah. to get on the fast track and just yeah. learning. And, and it's, it's a different game. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the kids. That's a lot of, a lot of responsibility on the parents, a lot of responsibility on the teachers as well. Yeah. Fortunately, man, oh man, we, we all work together. We have great relationships with our teachers. Yeah. Did you lose a lot of teachers in your district up there? Did a lot of teachers just to say, you know what? This is a little too much for me. I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I think we're a bit of an anomaly. We didn't lose many. Oh, nice. Um, and um, I think that speaks volumes, not only about our district, um, but also about like, quite frankly, our partnership with our, our unions and our labor partners. Um, we work closely with them. Uh, we don't agree all the time, but for the most part, we work together to solve issues together. And they really are a huge support to their own colleagues always. And so we try to work together to address the needs of folks that are going through things. Um, so we didn't lose many, um, years not over yet. Uh, but it's been difficult for a lot of folks. I think some folks might be retiring earlier than others. Um, but in terms of losing teachers in comparison to what you hear in other cities or other districts, I remember there was a time when I I would open social media and it was a new, new friend. Like I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah. It's over. It's like legitimately like on a weekly basis, I would yeah. see a, a friend just say, I'm done, man. I'm not going yeah. back. It, like, I just can't handle this. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And they'd make videos. Of, oh, I'm walking out. You know, it's yeah. overwhelming sometimes to see that. Yeah. It, it's probably the last two, three years have been the, the hardest to be an educator. No doubt about it. I mean, you look at even principals, you're hearing about districts and, or even at a superintendent level, like people leaving because 
it's it's a lot of pressure and, and it's it's very difficult to answer to all the stakeholders that want input on things or want things a certain way. And so, yeah, it, but we were lucky in our district to do that. And so. you were able to level up during uh, COVID. So you left after five years at San Pesco High School as yeah. their as their principal yeah. into what role? Uh, assistant soup of ed services. Um, so those roles are sort of div- divided up into three assistant soup of HR, assistant soup of finance or business services, and then ed services. So we oversee curriculum instruction, assessment, accountability, student support services. Um, so yeah, that's the role I'm in now and just get to have the job from a different perspective and supporting principals and APs and all the sites and all these different things that we can. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun year. It's been a, a lot, a lot of learning, attending board meetings, which I didn't have to before. So is that what the job entails now? Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday nights, board meetings, uh, listening to input from the public, from our labor partners. Um, doing podcasts on Mondays. Doing podcasts Crazy, on Mondays. man. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been an interesting year to do the gig, uh, but again, super lucky to have like the support team that we have and to work with the folks that we work. So, And again, yeah. about an hour drive each way every day. So, yes, but I've been doing the commute now for 10 years. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's how I get to listen to podcasts. There you so, go. There you go. Like the Evil Brown ne- podcast. Never stop learning. There you go. Never <laughs> stop learning. Is there an opportunity in your future, you think, where you would see yourself full circle coming back down to the South Bay and taking over a superintendent role? It's not an aspiration that I have to be superintendent. It almost uh, seems like none of the uh, hats that you've taken on in your career have been an aspiration to accomplish outside of being a coach. Yeah. You know, and, and getting your foot in the door yeah. and being the maternity cover for, <laughs> for, for San Isidro yeah. and then jumping over to Sweetwater. Yeah. It seems like everything you've tackled has just kind of been an option, an opportunity that you're like, you know, yeah. I can do that. I'll do that. Yeah. So maybe something like that will happen in the South Bay and you might do it. Maybe. Because uh, I have a feeling you didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be an assistant uh, superintendent. Definitely Ed not. services. Definitely not. Yeah. No, never. No, never. Um, you know, what I like about the current gig is you get the opportunity to work with folks in like in a professional development setting. So it's all about just learning together. Um, so in a way, um, you're still an educator and you're still involved deeply with what learning looks like. And that's exciting to me, right? And, and getting to design that with folks that are in the classroom is super exciting and learning with them together is super exciting. As a superintendent, you don't really get to do that. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, right now there's no aspiration to do that. I really like the gig. Yeah, you're still early in the game there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. So, yeah, still having fun with it. Tell me a little bit about your foundation, what it's about, who it's with, what the goals are. Yeah. How we're going to work together to take over this thing, bro. Let's do that. So the foundation is IF Foundation. You can find us at ifoundation.org. Um, it stands for Alternative Youth Athletics. So the nexus of it was now about three, three and a half years ago, uh, we had a lot of skaters at our high school, San Pasquale. And, um, you know, a lot of them would end up in the office for minor referrals. And a lot of them would be what some folks would call quote unquote defiant. Um, and so I started talking to a lot, a lot of them at lunch and just trying to connect and build relationships with them. 
Um, and, you know, I got to know him a lot and I just said, Hey, what if we had a skate team? Like, would you guys be interested for that? Something like that? They'd be like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we always get in trouble for like, you know, bringing skateboards on campus and like we get them taken away and da, 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 da. like, yeah, right. And I'm like, well, what if we could, was that something you'd be down to do? Yeah. If you could make it happen. So one of my best friends, Mike Metcalf, shout out Mike, Arts and Rec, 9-5, went to high school together. Um, it's really interesting. Throughout high school, we were always friends, but we didn't become tight till after college. So we always ran in the same circles, hung out together. There's a bunch of pictures of us together, like in high school and during college, but we didn't become tight until after college, which is super interesting. Um, but that's almost more special. Yeah, it is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah. like you weren't friends by force just by right, being in school right. together. It yeah. was more like friends by choice. We've done all of this and now we're going to become real good friends after the fact. Hope you're listening, Gustavo Gonzalez, BFF <laughs> of the year award. <laughs> so, you know, I, I hit up Mike and I was like, hey, Mike, uh, he owns Arts and Rec Skate Shop. And he's always been into skating since high school. Um, had an earlier version of Arts and Rec called AMFM back in the day, but I'll leave that to when he comes on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, hey, our kids want to start a skate team. Da, da, da. Will you help us like by sponsoring us? And da, da, da. you know, we have a lot of students that can't afford their own equipment. Like, would you be interested in helping with that? He's like, man, tell me where and when. Hell, I got yeah. You. So he only thing I like about East Lake, that kind of mentality. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. So he was on it like that. Came to visit, brought the pro skater, Kellen James. Shout out Kellen. Another South Bay uh, cat, no? Another South Bay oh, cat. Well, graduated nice. from Hilltop, nice. pro skater, super famous guy in the skate community. All over, I would say, but particularly in the skate community. Good dude. I've seen him on the blog on occasion. He's such a humble guy. Great guy. Love him. Um, so they came to the high school, spoke to our kids, gave away just a bunch of free gear. I've seen those videos, skate bro. decks, everything. This was three and a half no years ago. No manches. To our knowledge, and I'll just say that, um, we were the first skate team. To our knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, San Pasquale High was the first <laughs> skate team in all of the US and A. Well done, bro. So yeah, Mike made a little video. Um, KUSI hit us up. They did a piece on it. Uh, I think Fox uh, San Diego did a piece on it too. It was an education drive magazine, which in our industry is kind of a big magazine. The upper echelon of all <laughs> new drags. Hell yeah. So it, was a it got some national attention. USC hit us up to do like a graduate study on it like it was in serio was, yeah it was really nice. cool it was really cool you know you're doing something cool when other people are reaching out to you trying to yeah. do stories on it that's yeah. awesome man congrats yeah. on that it was really cool so since then like we're hearing in the community in san diego that more and more teams were popping up we're like oh wow this is really cool so um this year we started talking we're like hey mike was like man i hear there's a lot of teams popping up but there's no competition like we should, we should get that together. What do you think? Turn it into a league. Turn it into That's a league. That's the goal. Nice. Yeah. We're going to start off with just like one competition, like a invitational tournament, and hopefully it morphs into a league. And I have the background as uh, I used to also be North County Conference President of the Principals in North County, which is a body that governs athletics. Nice. So below CIF at the North County level. So I'm familiar with the processes of 
what that the man for the job pretty much <laughs> so, so you guys are like a power couple man we are man that's awesome how do you look at you say oh uh, sweet the little hit till we are um so i just said yeah man let's let, let's get it organized let's get it together and um you know we applied to be a nonprofit through the state of california they've gotten back to us you're an official approved Nonprofit in California. Felicidades. EIN number y todo. Todo el chavo, bro. Um, and so now we're applying for federal 501c3. And uh, we we're looking to host our first competition in May. Um, and um, right now we're also trying to work with the local skate park to beautify it and to, you know, really blast it with local art and the talent of the local art community. And so... Our, our, we know some peeps, bro. Yeah, man. We know some peeps. I know. Our art director, Aled Anaya, shout out Aled. He's Aled. Gonna, he's going to hit up a lot of his... Uh, um, yeah, because he rolls in with friends. deep circles, man. Deep, he's, he's got deep. all the contacts. He's got a mirror on Chicano Park. Amazing artist. He did the... Not many people can say that. No. Right? No. He did the mural here for Arts and Rec mm. for Mike. Um, so he's going to start helping us with that too. Uh, but right now we're looking to for folks to either like volunteer at the event or if they want to donate some funds because we want to lower the cost for teams, right? Uh, if kids don't have don't have equipment, we want to be able to provide equipment. If kids can't afford the registration, we want to pay for the registration. If the skate park that's not it is not in like the best conditions, we want to be able to renovate it and beautify it. Nice. Um, yeah, trophies, awards, todo eso, like you know. Judges. So you're starting that with one here in Chula Vista. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to kind of be like your test case to see if you can that's, handle that one. That's going to And then be slowly it. start applying that same mentality. Cause I don't know a lot of us uh, North County kids are going to come all the way down to Chula Vista to compete, but you never know, man. You never know. You never know. Never know. Jesus. Never know. Yeah. You're taking, you're taking skateboarding yeah. and putting it into a whole new level, bro. Yeah. Yeah. A team sport. It's exciting. Hell yeah, it is. I think what's super exciting is, you know, coming from like a coaching background, you see what's so beautiful about team sports. And it's really about the connections and the team bonding that happens together. If kids belong to something at a school, they're going to show up. Sin duda. No, I mean, adults, man. I mean, on a much yeah. lower, like non-important yeah. scale, but still uh -huh. in value. The Emo Brown Social Club, man. I didn't know people were going to want to like, I know. I didn't know people would legitimately yeah. go and we just yeah. want to be a part of something. Yeah. And, and what I find awesome is the way you and Mike are setting this up, yeah. creating something where once this, is, once this is taking its final form and shape, it's going to blow up, man. Yeah. Like it's going to be amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. once we started just kind of like inviting people out to do things like, Hey, you know what? We're going to have a nice little bike ride to raise funds for these yeah. scholarships. We're going to have a golf event to raise funds for scholarships. We're going to just, you know, hang out and do these things. People start coming out. Yeah. And I think that's the most awesome part yeah. of all of us. Just people like older, like us, you know, from their late thirties to from 35 to 45. We're I want to say, old. we're not that old. <laughs> we're, we're drinking uh, mineral water. <laughs> From the, I want to say from the ages of 35 to 45, man, something happens. Uh -huh. Like a, a switch flips inside of us. Because I, I was an asshole, bro. Still, yeah. still am. I'm just, you know, I'm just wired a little different. But as soon as I had kids, I was like, you know what? No, no, no. There's more to this game, you know? And I've just been really motivated and, and like activated to just want to do shit. Yeah. Help people. Yep. I'm in a position where I can give back and help. Talk to Mike. 
I talked to Mike and I was like, all right, this dude's coming from the same place. He's coming from a place where he wants to just like give back and start helping and doing more things. Definitely. Then he's got you, the other side of the power couple who you have all the information, you have yeah. all the connects, you have all the know-how of how to make it all work. Yeah. You guys are going to kill it, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's the hope, um, you know, to kind of build hype and attention to it. Mike's been visiting a lot of local high schools. I've been connecting with some of the principals. Bro, those videos, dog. Yeah. Those yeah. videos. Those kids are losing yeah. their mind when they get a new pair of shoes. Yeah. When they get a new deck, when they get some shades, yeah. a shirt, and, and they're all just losing their mind. Yeah. So he just hits them up and says, hey, do you have a team? Yes. Cool. We're going to go and just give away stuff. And hopefully, you know, we can get you guys to come to the competition. Yeah. You're interested in a team? You don't have one? Cool. We'll still come out. He's like, I have mean, a team? He's like, now has a team. Yeah. Does Benita have a team? Benita now has a team. What's up, dog? Yeah. I hope you like gambling. Yeah, they just... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're into gambling. It's the true rivalry. The true rivalry. It's wager. There it's wager. Go. There you go. Um, yeah, they have a cool advisor, Steve Wiggs. Shout out Steve Wiggs um, at Eastlake. Uh, Ricardo Cook, the principal there, set that up. Good friend also. Um, you know, we're going to visit Hilltop next week. Um, Lincoln's on the books for us nice. to visit too. Um, yeah, so we got a ton, ton of North County schools already. So it's exciting. And those videos have really built up a lot of attention. And no hype. doubt, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool. Cesar Fernandez, shout out to Cesar. He's been a huge help too. He sees overseas after school programs for seat number five yeah, for also. the Chula Vista elementary school district. Correct. Shout out to Cesar, man. He's been, <laughs> he's been a huge help. Good man. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all working together, so. It's going to be a cool thing, man. It's not very often where everybody is excited to work together, come together and do something like this. So when that happens, it's like, hell yeah, we're, we're doing something right. I can't wait for that, man. Yeah. I man. cannot wait for that. So when I saw you guys posting things about beautifying things, I mean, I was like, maybe in the future we can link up and do something together. Cause that, I mean, I think it could just be nice, nice energy right there. You want, you want to see a power couple? You, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, when, when your foundation yeah, links up with our foundation, that's a power couple. And I just met the the third head of the power couples, man. <laughs> we were out at a, uh, what is it? Cult, Vision Culture LLC, Los Compitas de Rice or Death, oh, man. Yeah. I love it. I met up with RJ and I met Uncle Tone and we were out there with Terry and they they hosted our bike ride. We, we went out and we had, you know, a nice little good old time, finished our ride there. So the Rice or, truck, Rice or Death truck was out there and we just started talking and chopping it up and they showed us their their, their, their operation and, and what they want to do with their foundation. I was like, holy shit. Dope. Just like you guys, like they're very well connected, yeah. you know, in everything they do and their, their, their head is on the right way. And their ultimate goal is just helping nice. providing assistance. What can we do to give back? And then with us, man, we're, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> we just threw it all together. And we, like you said, we, we yeah. got our 501 C three. We just got recognized with everything and it's like, nice. okay, cool. And so now we're, we're fully vested. It's dope. You know, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah. And, and now I like the people involved, like, one person, no, but all seven of us, it's like, yes, we, we have a nice reach. We have a yeah. nice network, bro. That's yeah. three South Bay that's awesome. funded foundations. That's amazing. Once we all link up and do some shit together, unstoppable, man. Shh. I can't wait. Synergy. Shh. Let's drink some more of this Agua Mineral. I, mean, uh, I appreciate. I brought, I brought you a French bracelet, man. You guys were. What, are you, what, 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 what is this French bracelet? What's going on? Know. You guys mentioned in the Meticha Monday the other day. You guys were talking, and then uh, we drink a lot of uh, mineral water on Meticha Mondays. <laughs> Refresh my memory. But, but here, here's here's the story, right? So um, you were saying about our initial meeting here, and you were sharing with the group, and. Uh, 
um, I think it was glasses. I said, oh, did he bring freshman bracelets or da, da, da. And then, and I think Caesar was like, oh, right. So I, I, I caught that. <laughs> You're like, Ooh, note to self. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. That same day I got, I ordered these off of Amazon from my daughter because mm. she's into French bracelets. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take some. What's up, I'm going to take some. So and I'm going to so wear it. So there you nice. go. How many are in there? There's a lot, man. So you can, I only you have know. two friends. <laughs> I only have two. <laughs> Hell, hey, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. For sure. You're a big wig. No. You got a lot of things on your plate. You're a family man. You're a businessman. You run a lot of crazy things in North <laughs> County, man. And you made a little bit of time to come down here and spend it with me on a Monday. I truly appreciate getting to know you further. I can't wait to develop our relationship even more. A friendship bracelet is going to turn into a friendship belt. It's going to turn into friendship botitas. Official. Official, bro. We're going to start a <laughs> soccer squad. We're going to do all of the things. It's going to be amazing. Dr. Martin Casas, it was an honor. To share an hour with you, brother. Thanks for having me.